You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Glory to God. I'm just going to speak briefly today. And um, how many people love the Lord? Yes? It's good to love the Lord. Love Him with all that you have. Amen? Um, let's not hold back. It's, um, sorry, just forgive me. <laughs> it's been a bit... <laughs> God is good. I want to speak to you briefly. But we're praying tomorrow and uh, in fact for the rest of the week. We started last week praying uh, 5.30 every morning. And we're here again this week praying. And uh, How many people were here during the prayers? Let me see. Yeah, so some of you. Um, let's just continue to contend. Let's continue to fight. Let's continue to press in. Amen? Amen. There are things that will not happen if you don't do that. So I believe that um, we're on the verge of something explosive. So we have to contend for it. My Lord. So, I'm going to start and then maybe I'll continue in the second service. But um, I want to share with you on understanding your kingly identity. You don't sound excited. That's, that's okay. <laughs> maybe when I finish... <laughs> You might have something to be excited about. But you, you, you have an identity that you need to understand. If you don't know who you are, you cannot walk in the reality of what God has made you. There are many things God has done in your life that as you grow, as you walk with him, you begin to discover those things. You discover more and more and more of the things that he has done. So one of the things that I want to bring to your attention this morning is your kingly identity. Okay. Let's look at the book of Revelation chapter 1 verse 6. In fact, let's read from verse 4. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, from the seven spirits who are before the throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth. I want you to notice that. The ruler over the kings of the earth. Yes? To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. In his own blood. And has made us 
kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So, if Jesus came all the way to die, huh? look at verse 5. From Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead. One of the reasons for the death of Jesus is to make you a king. Are you getting me? I believe that this is one of the basics that we need to establish in people's lives the moment they get saved. They need to know their identity. Many Christians don't know who they are. And that is why the enemy is cheating them all the time. It's cheating them all the time. Many people don't know their rights. They don't know their privileges. They don't know what belongs to them. They know their civil rights. Okay, as, as citizens of, uh, say, South Africa, you're a citizen, you know some of your rights. Am I correct? You know what the Constitution uh, stipulates about you. You know what to expect. You know what to demand based on what has been written. But what about your kingdom rights? Are you aware that you have kingdom rights? But it begins with your identity. So I want to help you this morning to start by showing you the importance of your kingly identity. It's important. So Jesus Christ, the faithful witness... The firstborn from the dead. Why did he have to die? The firstborn from the dead means that he was the first to come back to life. The first that died went down to the grave and came out. He's the first one. Oh, pastor, what about the people that were raised from the dead? I remember Elijah raised somebody from the dead. Elisha also raised somebody from the dead. Even Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. It's not the same as this one. The difference is this. Those ones died. They were raised from the dead, but then they died again. But this one... He is the firstborn from the dead that will never die again. Amen. You see? So he is the first, and being the first means that there is more to follow. Am I correct? When you hear first, it means there is a second, there is a third, there is a fourth. So far as it does not say the last, that means there is more to come. And who are the others? You and I. Okay, he is a faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, the ruler over the kings of the earth. He's a ruler. Okay, so to him who loved us, he is the one that loved us. 
Huh? And that's why we must love him. He loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. He washed us from our sins in his own blood. Why? Because our sins make us slaves. So he washed away our slavery. Hallelujah. In his blood. You are not to live as a slave. Did you hear that? Yeah. God did not call you to a life of servitude. That is not your portion. You are called to be like him. Now, if Jesus is the ruler, guess what? He's making us like him. He's making us like him. So he has washed us from our sins in his own blood. And then look at the next verse. And has made us. Can you see? It's, it's, it's a continuation. So he, he went down, died, rose, the firstborn from the dead. Then he used his blood to wash us. Okay? Not to leave us there. Not just to save us. Not just to make us born again. Not just to make us heavenly uh, bound. But to make us kings and priests. To who? To his God and Father. And to him be glory and dominion. So many times I keep saying it and I will continue to say it. You are a king and a priest. That's why Jesus came. That's why Jesus died. Okay. Let's look at chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5. And let's read verses 9 and 10. In fact, let's read from verse 8. <laughs> it says, Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a, lap, a, a, a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. This is happening in heaven. Okay? They're singing. They the, uh, the four living creatures that are before the throne of God. And then the 24 elders. They are all singing. But look at the song they are singing. They sang a song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll. Huh? To open its seals. For you were slain. Can you see there? That's his blood. You were slain. And have redeemed us to God by what? Your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Right? Next verse. Come on. And have made us kings and 
priests to our God, and we shall reign in heaven. We shall reign in heaven. Come on. This is a song that is being sung in heaven, but our rulership is here. Are you getting my point? You were redeemed to rule. Tweet that. You were redeemed to rule. Redeemed to rule. That's your identity. You are born to rule. You were created for rulership. You were created for dominion. Are you getting my point? So God is still, this is what he, this is how he started it from the beginning. Right from the beginning. When he said to Adam, when he said to him, uh, when he spoke to the Godhead, when they spoke in council. He said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Let's read that. Chapter 1, verse 26, verses 26 to 28. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, and over um, all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Yes? So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. Huh? Subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, huh? and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God made man for dominion. He made man to rule. <laughs> yeah. He made man to rule. He said, look, I have dominion over all the works. All that I have made. You can dominate it. Rule over it. We know that Adam sinned. And he lost. He lost it to Satan. Right? But Jesus came. To restore it. That's why he shed his blood. He shed his blood so that he can bring us back to the garden. Did you hear me? Yeah. He's bringing, he, he wants to bring us back to the garden where we can begin to rule. He, God has not changed his mind about humanity. His original intent is still intact. Okay? So Adam on the earth, he was also a king on the earth. He was also the God of the earth. But all of this is part of the package of our redemption. All right? So, if you are a king, if, you, if this is part of your identity, that means it's safe for you to put 
beside your name, uh, King Shireen. It's, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's in order. Yeah, because that's who you are. That's who you are. You need to start thinking that way. You need to start seeing yourself that way. You are royalty. You are royalty. You are, in fact, you are the original royalty. Because the kings of the earth, the Bible says there, in Revelation 1.5, that Jesus rules over the kings of the earth. And I have news for you. He rules over them through us. Yeah. But the reason why the church is so weak is because our kingship, our kingly identity has not been emphasized. So people don't know their true identity in Christ. Part of your identity is kingship. So, and if you understand what it means to be a king, you cannot behave like a slave. Do you understand? There is a royal conduct. If you meet anyone that is from a royal family, they have a protocol. They have a conduct. I was watching a documentary years ago. Um, one of, the, one of the, the daughters of the, the king of Swaziland, they were interviewing her on TV. And she was talking about how she was brought up. And they had to send her, part of her education had to do with her being sent to the United Kingdom. Where she will learn royalty from the royal family. Did you know that? Ah. A lot of royals around the world send their children to those guys to be taught the ways of royalty so if you are a king you need to start learning the ways of royalty because that's who you are that is your identity some of us are too used to being slaves yeah so your attitude the way you respond to life is like someone that is a slave. Nothing royal about how you deal with challenges. Nothing royal about how you deal with sin. Nothing royal about how you deal with temptation. Anything that comes, you just surrender. Come on, guys. God expects more from you. Touch someone. Say, uh, he expects more from you. Yeah. Because there's a heavy investment on you. <laughs> he has invested so much. And you cannot afford to allow that to go to waste. Let's look at Romans chapter 5. 
Romans chapter 5, and I'll read verse 17. It says, If by one man's offense death reigns through, through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Can you see that? So, by one man's offense, and we know who that man is. Who is that? That's right. By Adam, by his offense, death reigned. So, in other words, death became our king. That is sad. It was a major tragedy that day when Adam ate that fruit. It was not just about taste. Yeah. It was the destiny of mankind that was at stake. And he gave in to that. And when he gave in to that, a new ruler emerged. Satan became the god of this world. And how did he rule? He used death to rule. He used death to begin to rule humanity. So Satan became the king. And then death was one of his kings. It's like Satan becomes an emperor. Okay? An emperor has many kings. You remember uh, in, the days, in the days of the Roman Empire? Yeah? The Roman Empire, I mean, there have been several empires. The Greek Empire, the Roman Empire, the Persian Empire, oh, and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the Greeks, yes. You know, Alexander the Great and so on. But those guys, those emperors, what they would do is that they would go to a place, they will conquer the place, and they will put a king there. This person will now rule. They will rule through that king. They will rule through that king. So what happened is that when Adam ate that fruit, Satan came in as the emperor of the earth. And one of his kings is death. That now began to rule over humanity. Huh? So, this verse is saying that those who have received the abundance of grace. How many people have received abundance of grace here? Those who have received the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness. How many people are the righteousness of God in Christ? Come on, you've received the righteousness of God. And what is that for? You will reign where? In life. Not in death, in life. So there has been a change. Your salvation changed your identity. Do you understand me? Your salvation has altered your identity. Taking you from below and placed you on top. And God says, you now begin to rule. And that's what has happened. And kings will rule.
Look at verse 14 of chapter 6. Let, let's read that. I think I'll stop with that. Time is gone. It says, For sin shall not have dominion over you. Huh? Why? For you are not under the law, but under grace. So, one of Satan's kings is sin. You see? So, he is the one, the master emperor. Death is one king. Then sin is another king. But now that you have received Jesus, he now says, sin shall not have dominion over you. Not anymore. Somebody say, not anymore. Not anymore. Yes, not anymore, except by volition. It does not have any power over you. So you can get up and say, I'm a king. You cannot rule over me. Hallelujah. I rule over you. I have grace. That's what grace does. Grace gives you the ability to rule. To rule over sin. Okay. You're not under the law, but under grace. Your identity as a king must be investigated. <laughs> All right. We're going to teach you more on this. But I know that Satan doesn't want you to know these things. But it's too late. Amen. If you're here, you've got a snippet. If you come again and 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 again, <laughs> you will become something else. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Why don't you thank God for your, your kingship, your kingly identity. Thank you, Lord. You have made me a king. I am so grateful. I am so grateful. You have made me a king and a priest. You need to be grateful for this. Because this is good news. You are no longer slaves to sin. You are now a king in God's kingdom. You rule over the enemy. He has made you a king over sin. He has made you a king over circumstances. He has made you a king over situation. He has made you a king over the earth. He has made you a king over the elements. He has made you a king over many things. All that Adam lost... He has given back to us. Thank you, Father. We bless you this morning. We bless your name. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.